All right, so I'll say good morning. Let us begin by thanking our sponsors. I thank our Talmud sponsors for the month of Shvat, the Elba Mishpacha, for dedicating all the Shurim and Drashos this month in memory of a beloved husband and father, Jerry, Yaakov Kapel ben Avram Menachem. To thank Mrs. Bracha Strimber for dedicating all the Shurim and Drashos this month in loving memory of her husband, Avi. Avram ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi, and to thank our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Sammy and Malka Esterson, in memory of a dear friend, Sam Palik, Shmuel Menachem ben Aravi Yaakov Tuvia, a man larger than life, full of happiness, humor, and goodness, who left our world on Sunday, the 25th of Shvat, after a valiant health struggle for the Olama MS. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the families in Nechama. And mostly with that, let us begin. We have an exciting daf ahead of us today, and hopefully, time permitting, a little bit of a little bit of halacha lamaisa as well. Today's daf is daf pay, page eighty. We are picking up Emirat Hashem on Ayin Tesla Mudays eighty seventy nine B. said, "Let's pick up. I believe we left off four lines into the wide lines." Uh, right after the period, right after the period, it's Ularav Lalishna Kamad Rav Kahana. So we'll say, so you remember again, just to orient ourselves for a bit. And again, I do hope to get to the Ramam Hilchos Pesach today because there's a lot of great halacha lemaisa. So we'll say, if you remember again, we had a fascinating, really, really riveting case of Mechsa Mechsa. So we'll remember again, we know we've we've been learning the halachos ultimately again of Klal Yisrael becoming Tamei. So now we spoke about the case of Mechsa Al Mechsa. What happens in a situation? Where halacha said fifty percent of the klal is tamei, fifty percent of the klal is tar. What happens under those circumstances? So remember again, Rav said, Rav said we treat it ultimately again as mechzal mechzal. Meaning what? That essentially you have two carbon pesachs, two groups, two groups. The tar group does the pesach on their own. The tamei group does the pesach on their own. That's it. Rav Kana say two versions, two versions. So in in version number one, in version number one. Rav said as follows. Rav said that halacha lamaisa mechza mechza is not kirov. Right? There's essentially, there's no majority. So what happens? So therefore, again, the tahar people do it on Pesach Rishon. Tamei people do it on Pesach Sheni. In the alternate version or secondary version of Rav Kahana is again tahorin do Pesach Rishon, and the Tameim don't do Rishon or Sheni. Right? They don't do Rishon because there's no robe, and they don't do Sheni because they're not a meal. Okay, so those are the two versions. So says the Gemara, the Rav, Rav Kahana. So we'll remember again, we're contrasting the Shitas of Rav and Rav Kahana, different versions of Rav Kahana, ultimately with the Braisa. So Lishna Kama, Kahana, that which we learned, Tahorin Osin Asarishon, Utmein Osin Osarishon, Balasasheni. So we'll say, what do you do with the Braisa that says that in Mechta Mechta, the Tahorin do Pesach Rishon, and the Tameyin don't do Rishon and don't do Sheni. What's the case? So we'll say, how would they each, how would they each touch up that case? So Rav Metaretzle, Rav would explain it as follows. 50-50 case, but Nashim Otfos Ala Tahorin. But I will say, it is in fact women who would cause the Tahorin to be the majority. Vikasavar, Nashim Berishon Choba. Again, according to this opinion, we would say that women have an obligation to perform Pesach Rishon. Obesheni Rishos, but Pesach Shini is only optional. Berishon lo Avdi. So ultimately, again, they can't perform, right? So, the, so they can't perform Pesach Rishon, ultimately because they're a miut. 
Umiut lo avdi berishon, right? The tamein are only a miut, therefore they can't do pesach rishon. Obesheni lo avdi, but again, we also would not allow them to pesach sheni. Why? Dal noshim minayhu, because remove women from the tally of the tahorim. Vahavelu palgo palgo, and it's mechza mechza. So palgo lo avdi besheni, and fifty percent can't do pesach sheni. Okay, well said. All we're doing over here is just trying to reconcile the different shitas with this brayso. Olu Rav Kano damar palgo nami avdi besheni eichim etaritzle. But according to Rav Kano, who says that even fifty percent could do pesach sheni, how do you tie up the brayso? Okay, go and show Yisrael mechza tahorin. Again, it's a case of mechzo mechzo. Vinashim actually most the tahorim, and women count towards the tally ultimately again of the tahorim. Vekasavar nashim berishon chova ubesheni rishos. And according to this opinion, he'll say women are obligated on pesach rishon, but not on pesach sheni. Berishon alavdi salacha lemaisa they won't perform pesach rishon. Why palgo upalgo upalgo berishon lo avdi. Ultimately, again, because in this case, we both said the Tmeim are only Mechza, they're only Palga, and a 50% Tmeim can't do Pesach Rishon. Besheni Nami Lo Avdi can't do Pesach Sheni either. Why? Dal Noshem Minayu Minatorin, because remove women from the tally of the Tahorin, and therefore what? Havulu Tmeim Ruba. Then Abba said the Tmeim would be the Rove. And the majority cannot perform Pesach Sheni. But according to Rav Kanabosai, that's what you learned in the Bright First of the widest lines. So we'll see, what about the following Bright This Bright says if you have a 50 50 split, you essentially perform. Two different carbon Pesachs, right? There's a carbon Pesach for the Tara group, a carbon Pesach for the Tame group. So the Gemara says, Heichem how would Rav Kahana explain this? Amar Lecha Rav Kahana, Tanoihi. Rav Kahana would say, it's Machlokis Tanoim. Ika Laman Damar Mechza Mechza Kirov. Vika Laman Damar Mechza Mechza Inu Kirov. So also Rav Kahana will say, in general, there's a Machlokis Tanoim. What's the Machlokis Tanoim, I will say? How do you deal with Mechza Al Mechza? How do you look at Mechza Mechza? Is Mechza Mechza like a rov, or is Mechza Mechza not like a rov? Now, now, what I want to point out to you, by the way, is that that in and of itself is at play in the two versions of Rav Kahana, right? Essentially, we said this yesterday, that how do, in terms of, in terms of states, are there two states or, or three states? Is it Mechza, is, I'm sorry, is it rov and mute, or are there three states of rov, Miot and Mechza. But again, so the Gemara also just Machlokes, Machlokes, Tanoim. Good. Gufa, Hari Shahayiswa, Mechza, Tarnu, Mechza, Tameyin. So we'll say, so now let's go back and analyze something we learned before. You have a 50 50 split, right? We'll say this was the case we started with yesterday. So what's that, Locho? Halalu Osin Yatsman, Vahalalu Osin Yatsman. So we'll say, what do you do in this kind of case of Mechza, Mechza? This is actually the Shita of Rav. You just performed two different carbon Pesach. So, so you understand, I think I mentioned this yesterday, and I know you know it, but I'll say it anyway. When we say you perform two carbon Pesachs, of course, that's not literal. What it means is, that year they'll perform two types of carbon Pesachs. Those who are Tahar will prepare their carbon Pesach Bitara, and those who are Tame will prepare their carbon Pesach Bituma. So, right? So, obviously, you'll have many, many, many carbonos. But Lamai said the carbonos will fall into these two camps. That's the position of Rav. So, the Gemara says, We'll say, what happens again if there are more Tame people than Tahar people? 
Even if the tummy people outnumber the tar people by how many? By how many? One. One. What's the halacha? Yasu Then I both say, again, even if there's one more tummy person than tar person, the kahal is considered to be tummy, and therefore halacha l'maysel, they will do the carbon pesach bitumah, lefi she'ein carbon sibor chalak. Because I both say, at the end of the day, once the majority of the tzibor is in a certain state, the rest of the tzibor is pulled after that state. So even if you have a majority of one, the tzibor is considered to be tar. So you understand like, the, the, the incredible drama in that. This isn't like a 51-49 split. I don't know, what do you, whatever you call this. This is, you know, 40 point, 40, you know 49.999, you know, or 49.9 49. against 50.1. So I'll say, but yet, it, it, amazingly enough, if the Tame group is 50.1, that's it. That's it. The kal is tameh, and ultimately we go ahead and perform the karban pesach b'tumah. So the gemara says, uh, "Good." Rabbi Lozer ben Masi Omer, "Ein hayochid machria esat zibur l'tumah." Both this is fascinating. Rabbi Lozer ben Masi says, "No, that does not work. The individual cannot. You you can't declare a tameh majority based on one person." That, that, that does not work. So this is actually a great drasha. Now, now, literally what that Pasuk means is you can't offer up the Pesach in your backyard. In one of your gates. You have to offer up the Pesach. Ultimately, again, in the base of Mikdash. Rav Lazar ben Masya Darshan's a little bit. He says, Lo sucha pesach be'echad. You cannot go ahead and offer up the Pesach in a certain way because of one person. So in other words, if you have one more Tommy person than Torah individuals, you can't offer up the Pesach betumah. That, that, that does not work. You need a majority. Rav Lazar ben Masya will say of at least two. Of at least two. One person is not enough to tilt the scales. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon says, so we'll say, just want to point out over here also, this is such an incredible idea. So right, this is Machlokis over here. The Tanakhama said that even if there's one person who's tummy, he could tilt the scales. Rabbi Lezab bin Masya says, no, you can't, one person can't tilt the scales. We'll say, what a fundamental life Machlokis. How much impact can one individual make? Right? Could one individual truly change Kalal Yisrael or not, Rabbi Lazar says, no, one individual is not capable of impacting that level of change. Tanakhama says, one individual can make all the difference in the world. Rabbi Lazar just say, Allah Chalamaisa, how do we paskin? The Rambam paskin is like the Tanakhama, not like Rabbi Lazar ben Masya. One individual tilts the scales for the entire Klal Yisrael. One individual can make all of the difference in the world. In fact, the Rambam, in Hilchus Tshuva, codifies this concept as well, that the Rambam says, the Olam, a person should always view himself as Chetziyav Zakai, Chetziyav Chayiv, that my scales, my scales are exactly equal. A person should view the world's scales as exactly equal. And Lashon Rambam quotes the Gemara, Lashon Rambam is, therefore a person does one mitzvah, Hita es atzmo, the es kala olam, Kulo. A person goes ahead and does one mitzvah, he tilts his scales and the scales of the entire world. You pass like the Tanakhama. One person can make all of the difference. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Rabbi Shimon is great. Rabbi Shimon says, second line, pay Amud Aleph. Rabbi Shimon Omer, Afidu Shevet Echad Tami, this is great. 
I mean, even if one shevet is tamei and the rest are tar, so shar shal kolashvatim torim halalu osiniyatzman vhalalu osiniyatzman. So we'll say it's very interesting. If one shevet is tamei but the rest are tar, then Abba says we view that essentially as a case of mechza and mechza, right? That ultimately again the tamei the tamei shevet will do its carbon, and ultimately again the tar shvatim the shvatim torim will do their carbon. My time of Rabbi Shimon, but said Ramam doesn't accept this halacha lemaisa. But it's interesting. My time of Rabbi Shimon kasaver shevet echad ikri kahal, as Rabbi Shimon says, one shevet is called a kahal. Right, one shevet is called is called an assembly. It's called klalis. Just be called klalis, or actually called the pasik. It's called kahal. So because of that, interestingly enough, when one shevet is tamei, that essentially becomes like a case of mechza al mechza. And of course, you begin to see that the gemara seems to be adopting the position of Rav that when you have mechza al mechza, fifty percent tar, fifty percent tamei. You have two different types of carbon pesach that are offered. So the tar group will there do their carbon betara. The tamei group will do their carbon betuma. Rabbi Huda Omer Afilu Shevet Echad Tamei Ushar Kala Shvatim Torabose. This is very dramatic. Rabbi Huda says no. If one shevet is tamei and everyone else is tar, yasu betuma. Wow, wow. We'll say watch this. If one shevet is tamei and all the other shvatim are tar. You offer up the carbon Pesach betuma that year. Why? She'en carbon sibur chalak. See, Rabbi say, Rabbi Huda in principle agrees with Rabbi Shimon, right? Rabbi Shimon holds that halacha lemaisa. One shevet is called a kahal. One shevet is called kal Yisrael. What comes along Rabbi Huda says, well, if one shevet is called kal Yisrael, that means when one shevet is tamei, then what? Then what? It's not mechza mechza. It's not mechza. What is it? What is it? Kal Yisrael tamei. Well, if Klaudi saw the stomach, then you offer up the carbon betuma. Pretty dramatic sheet, Rabbi. Say again, we don't adopt halacha lemaisa. Rabbi Huda Sabar Shevet Ikri. If Rabbi Huda holds Shevet Echad Ikri Kal Vavulu Palgo Palgo, then carbon Sibur Chaluk Vavdi Kulhu Betuma. So we'll see what they really also discuss. So again, Rabbi Huda will hold that one Shevet is called the Kal. Therefore, he holds this Palgo Palgo. Obviously, not adopting Rav's position of resolving a Palgo Palgo case. Carbon seber can't be brought in two pieces. I will say this is what he's fundamentally arguing on. Also, he holds that halacha lemaisa klal yisrael must go ahead and bring one type of carbon. It could be a carbon betuma, it could be a carbon betara. But it clearly rejects Rav's position that klal yisrael could bring two types of carbon. Right, but remember again, Rav held that in the case of mechza u mechza, klal yisrael brings two different types of carbonos. So Rabbi Yehuda is obviously rejecting that. He holds klal yisrael can only go ahead and bring one type of carbon. And therefore, again, when one of the Shvatim is going to be Tamei, everybody will bring him a Tumah. So the Gemara goes, Vaitya Itmar, Hayu Yisrael, Mechza, Torna, Mechza, Tameyin, if Kalal Yisrael is 50% or 50% Tamei, so Amarav, Mitzvah, listen to this, this is great. So Rav says, Mitzvah, Echa, Mehen, Besheretz. We make someone Tamei. We make someone Tamei, Tumas, Sheretz. Tumas, Sheretz. So the Gemara says, and we'll say, now, now what does that do? What does that do? That way, see, you're both saying, it's, it's, it sounds very, it sounds very wrong. Right? It sounds very wrong. Now, both saying, now understand why we want to do this. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says, See, here's the problem. In a Mechza Amechza case, we don't have a uniform approach about what to do. 
Right? So therefore, again, this Gemara Rav is suggesting over here that essentially make one guy Tame. If you make one guy Tame to Masheretz, the good news is that what? Assuming that we pass tonight to Tanakama, that one can establish a majority. You now have a majority of what? Of what? Of Tameyan. Which means now what can happen? What happens now when the majority is Tameyan? Everyone could bring the to- car- carbon, right? Again, everyone could bring carbon on Pesach Rishon. So the Gemara says, But why do you need to do that? Rav just said before I said that in a Mechza on Mechza case, everyone can bring the carbon on Pesach Rishon. The Temein will bring their carbon Betzuma. The Tehoran will bring their carbon Betara. And Shalom Yisrael. So why do you have to make some? Why, why do you have to make someone tamei? To which the Gemara says, "How come I ask Kinon? Kegon Shahayu Temein Otfin Ala Tahorin Echad." So we'll say, what's the case here? The case is where there is a majority of Temein over Tahorin, but the majority is only a majority of one. Ihachi Havalu Ruva Temein Neavdu Kula Betuma. But if that's the case again, then you have a majority of Temein. Everybody should do the carbon Betuma. Because apparently this price takes into account the opinion of Rabbi Elizabeth Masya. And Rabbi Elizabeth Masya says you cannot have a majority of one. You can't have a majority of one. Therefore, again, I will say, really what we have over here is we have a majority of one who are Tomei. Now what the price is saying is make one more guy Tomei to Masharetz. This way again, you now have what? You now have what? A majority of two. Good, and that's enough to go ahead and allow the entire cow to offer up a betuma. To which the Gemara says, I don't understand. So we'll say, so God, Iachi, Hadar Kushan Leduchte, Neavdu Hani Lichudayev, Hani Lichudayev. So again, I still don't understand. So if you have, if you have a majority of one, and you're going to tell me one is not enough to establish a majority. So you said, oh, what are you going to do? We'll make a, we'll make a second guy, Tomei. That way there is a Tomei majority. What, why? Rav already said before that essentially when you have a Mechza, Mechza case, which apparently according to Elizabeth Masi, even if you have a majority of one, that's still called Mechza al Mechza. Let everyone do the carbon Pesach in their respective ways. Let the Tara Chavar do it Betara. Let the Tomei Chavar do it Betoma. Why do you have to be Matami a guy? Listen to this. If there's an opinion who holds that by palgo upalga, by mechza mechza, you can't offer up a carbon betuma. For Savalak Rabbi Huda, Damar ain't carbon sibar chaluk. And according to Rabbi Huda, he holds that the tzibar could only offer up one type of carbon. And though, if you, if you, if you accept both of those positions, then metame echanem b'sheretz. And Allah chalamaisa, you would go ahead and be metame one person b'sheretz. So we'll say all the Gemara is doing over here is if you're, if you're mitstarif, all of the more extreme shitas, <clears throat> the way to go ahead and rectify the situation is to go ahead and be metame one individual to tilt the scales. And we'll say what's interesting about this is that the Gemara is entertaining this possibility that essentially if you're in a deadlock state, you can resolve it, potentially resolve it, by being metame someone and actively tilting the scales in the favor of Tuma. But Ula Amar, Ula says no. Ula says any, so we'll say, according, according to this approach, where let's say you have to be metame someone in order to go in and tilt the scales, we, we, don't, we don't need to be metame someone. Instead, what do we do? Ula Amar, Mishalchin Echam Ehem Rechoka. Just send someone away. You know, so this is actually very interesting. 
What does it mean just send someone away? So I'll say, so, so again, the, the idea would be, remember, that in order to go ahead and be exempt from Pesach Rishon, there are two possibilities. You could be Tameh, or you could be Bederach or Choka, too far away. So Ula says, what do you have to start being Metame someone? Just send someone out of town. And that, that way, again, it effectively accomplishes the same thing. How does it accomplish the same thing? Because remember, if you're out of town, you don't count towards the tally of Tahar people. So essentially what you'll do is you'll skew the numbers in the favor of the Temeyan without what? Without what? Actively being metame someone. So just send someone on an all-expense-paid vacation out of town. And that way you accomplish the same thing. You don't have to make anyone tame. To which the Gemara says, Aye, but why does Ula suggest that? According to Ula, why is it so much easier and cheaper to just be metame someone with the sharats than go ahead and send them on an all-expense-paid vacation? To which the Gemara says, Because Ula holds the halacha la if somebody was tame tuma sharats, they could still go ahead and participate in Pesach. He holds, say, for our purposes now, we've always been operating, that when the Torah speaks about tuma. By carbon Pesach, it's referring to two types of Tumah. Tumah Sameis, Tumah Sheretz. Not other types of Tumahs we'll discuss. But Allah Ha'lamaisa, Ula holds that apparently Tumah Sheretz does not disqualify you for carbon Pesach. Now remember, you may not be able to eat of the carbon, but Allah Ha'lamaisa, you can be part of the Chaburah, to which the Gemara says, Vitamenabemais. So then just make the guy Tommy Tumas Mace, right? Take him on a field trip to a, to a cemetery. Right? Just, just take him to a base Akvaris. Be Tommy him like that. Because we'll say, here's the problem. If, you take, if you're Metami him Tumas Mace, we'll remember again, what's the duration of Tumas Mace? Seven days. Tumas Sheretz, one day. The beauty of Tumas Sheretz vis-a-vis Kerben Pesach is if you're Metami him Tumas Sheretz, that essentially disqualifies him from Karba Pesach, because right, you'll make him tummy on the 14th and of Pesach, he can't bring the carbon. But the good news is, come the night of Pesach, he could become Tahar, and therefore he still has the ability to bring his carbon Chagiga over the course of Pesach. Masha'inkin, if you go ahead and you're metamim, tummy, tumas mace, that is a seven day tumor, and he will not only lose out on the opportunity to bring Pesach, but he'll also lose out on the opportunity to what? To bring his Chagiga. To which the Gemara says, to which the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, I'm sorry. But again, I don't understand. You're worried about being metamim, he's going to lose out on the carbon. When you're being metamim, he's going to lose out on his Pesach. <laughs> what are you talking about? There's more Tumar over here. You're being metamim, and he doesn't have the ability to bring a carbon. Here's the difference. The Gemara says, Ultimately, again, you're right. You're causing him to miss out on Pesach. But he has the privilege of the makeup date of Pesach Sheni. To which the Gemara says, nami bishvi, shmini shalo. But say, listen to this. Even if you're Metame, the guy Tumas Mace, he could still bring his Chagiga. Because remember again, when could he bring his Chagiga? On the last day of Pesach. If you're Metame him on Erev Pesach, that means again, his Tumah finishes on the sixth day of Pesach. And the last day of Pesach is the eighth day, his first post-Tumah day. He can bring his Chagiga on the last day of Pesach. So what's the problem? To which the Yemar says, Kasavra Ula, 
kulu tashlumin de rishoninhu, de chazi berishon, chazi bekulu, vachal hechad, de lo chazi berishon, lo chazi bekulu. I will say it is true. You are allowed to bring your carbon chagigo throughout the duration of Pesach. However, the way we look at this is as follows. The subsequent days of Yom Tov of Pesach are a tashlumin for the first day. You're supposed to bring your chagigo on the first day. If you didn't bring it the first day, you could bring it throughout the rest of Yom Tov. But I will say that only works if you are obligated in Chagiga on the first day. But if you are Tomei, Tomei Tomas Meis, you're not obligated in the Chagiga on the first day. And if you're not obligated on the first day, then what? There is no Tashlumin for the rest of the days. An interesting idea. You could bring your Tash, you could bring your Chagiga as a Tash, you can make up your Chagiga over the duration of the Pesach, of Pesach, provided that you are obligated on day one. But if you are not obligated on day one, there is no Tashlumin throughout the rest of Pesach. Pretty incredible. Amr Rab Nachman. So let's listen to this. So this, is, this is very cute. And Nachman says, Zilu v'amr le'ula, man tzayis da'akar sichei u'mashkinei v'ra'at. So Rav Nachman says, remember, so we'll say, so therefore Ula says, Ula likes the idea of telling someone to go out of town. That way, they're out of town ultimately again on Erev Pesach. And halacha lemaisa, again, they help tilt the numbers. So Rav Nachman says, by the way, someone go tell Ula, who is going to listen to you, literally to uproot his tent and to run out of town? In other words, so Nachman was saying it's much easier just to throw a sheretz at someone than it is to go ahead and get them to run out of town because no one's going to listen to you to go ahead and uproot yourself and uproot yourself, uproot your tent and run out of town. Okay, interesting. So the Gemara says, Itmar, which is also interesting, rather you think about this for just a moment, that, um, that, that, what does this mean? You know, if you go to a guy and you say, listen, listen, we need you to go ahead and go out of town for the benefit of Klaliswa, that Klaliswa could offer up a Tumah. You see, I was saying that even when things are, are for very lofty purposes, you know, if it's an inconvenience for a person, love dafka, they're always going to do it. People are generally happy to help, but the moment that that assistance becomes inconvenient for an individual, people think twice. Even when it comes to something significant, an interesting window into human nature. So the Imar goes weiter. Itmar, Hayaruban Zavin, Umi Utan now now it's a party. Now we've got Zavin. Right? So we'll say, so now remember again, up until now it was Tommy Tumas Mace. Now we have Tumas Sharetz, and now we've got Zavin. Now we'll say, now again, what I want to point out is something very important over here. The Gemara is presupposing we know this fact, so let's let, let, let's let's discuss it. The halachos of Tuma, Putra, or Duchuya, Betzibar, Fakam, Pesach. Right? So both say that we've established that 51% of the klal, if 51% of the klal is Tame, then halacha, unless you offer up the carbon betumah, that does not apply to every form of Tumah. It only applies to Tumas Mace and Tumas Sheretz. So for example, if 51% of klal Yisrael are Zavin, are Zavin, Halacha Lamai said they do not offer up the carbon betuma. Now, now, what do they do in that situation? What do they do? Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni. In other words, they obviously, they're Tomei, so you, you, can't, they can't, you can't offer up the carbon, but the notion of 51% of Klal Yisrael being Tomei and offering up carbon Pesach only applies to Tomas Meis and Tomas Sher. So I was saying, now here we go. Ithmar. Hayoruban Zavin Umi Utan Tomei it's very interesting. If the majority, I will say, were Zavin and Mi'utan Tmei Mason. So I will say, so interestingly enough, I want to point out, in this case over here, in this case over here, everyone's Tame. Everyone's Tame. 
Rebbe will say, but the majority of people are Tomei Tumas Zov and the minority Tumas Meis. So Amarav Osan Tomei Meisim ain't Osan Lo Berishon Velo Besheni. So the Tomei Meisim can't do Pesach Rishon or Pesach Sheni. Why? Berishon Lo Avdi Dahavi Miuta Umiuta Lo Avdi Berishon. So both say they can't remember they can't do Pesach Rishon. Why? Because the Tumas Meis Chevra is a mute, is a minority. Is a minority, so they get for the, and you can't do you can't do pesach if you're a minority. Bishini nami lo avdi. They also can't do pesach sheni. Why? Kolhecha da avdi betzibar berishon avdi yachid b'sheni. Lo he kolhecha. First wide line. Kolhecha da lo avdi tzibar berishon lo avid yachid b'sheni. I will say this is incredible. The only time that pesach sheni is triggered is when the kahal offered up a pesach rishon. Right? So it's incredible. So Pesach Sheni, you remember, what is Pesach Sheni's essence? Pesach Sheni is a makeup date for individuals. But the makeup date for individuals presupposes that what? That what? That Klal Yisrael offered up a carbon on Pesach Rishon. But if Klal Yisrael didn't offer up a carbon Pesach on Pesach Rishon, then there is no makeup date for individuals on Pesach Shin. We'll say, isn't that incredible? So therefore, in this case, where the majority are Zavin, the minority are Tmei Meis, they can't offer up on Pesach Rishon, because again, you can only offer up a Karim B'tzibra if the majority of Kali Yisrael is Tamei Tumas Meis or Sheretz. So they can't do Pesach Rishon. And they can't do Pesach Sheni either. Why? Because it turns out in that year, there will be no Karban Pesach Rishon. So if there's no Karban Pesach Rishon for the Kal, so therefore, there's no makeup for Pesach Sheni. Incredible. So the Gemara says, Amr lehu Shmuel, zilu Amr Abba. So Shmuel said, Shmuel said, go tell Abba, which is Rav, v'yasu b'nei Yisrael es ha-Pesach b'mo'ado. How can you say that? There's no Pesach Rishon? There's no Pesach Rishon? The Torah says you have to offer up a cup of Pesach. So you're telling me now, in this case, majority Zavin, minority Tmei Meis, that there's no Pesach. The Torah says, you have to bring a cup of Pesach. Amr Sarav will say, go back and say to Shmuel, Zilu Amr Ki Havu Kulu Zavin Maya Let me ask you a question, Shmuel. And what happens if all of Kalali so would be Zavin? What happens then? So obviously, I will say, if everybody's Zavin, I will say, what happens? What happens to Kram Pesach? What happens? What happens? Not, no. No, remember again, well, well, actually, maybe yes. Maybe I shouldn't say no. Right? We'll say, but at least, at least again for Pesach Rishon, nothing's happening in Pesach Rishon. So Shmuel says to Rav, I don't, so I'm sorry, Rav says to Shmuel, what are you talking about? You see, we'll say, so Shmuel's all distressed. How could Rav say there's no Pesach Rishon? The Torah says you have to bring Pesach Rishon. To Shmuel, to which Rav says, what are you talking about? There are, and if all of Kali Yisrael are Zavin, does anybody offer up a Pesach Rishon? Of course not. I, the Torah says you have to bring a Pesach Rishon. Of course you have to bring a Pesach Rishon. He'll say, when do you bring a Pesach Rishon? When do you bring it? When you can. But if you have a Messias that precludes that possibility, you don't bring it. Itmar, how you Ruben to me, Mesimi Utan Zavin, about say, so now watch this, this is the opposite case. Opposite case, majority are Timei Meis, minority are Zavin. Rafuna Amar ain Tashlumen Lepesach Ababatuma. Wow. They both say, now we're being introduced to something else. Remember, this case is easy, right? We got this case, right? So this is majority Timei Mesim. So once I have majority Timei Meis, so I'll say that's easy. Pesach Rishon is offered up Bituma. Easy. The Shail, of course, is the Zavin. Can they go ahead and do Pesach Sheni? Rafuna says, no. 
Rav Huna says something fascinating. He says that halacha lemaisa, if Pesach Rishon was brought bitumah, there is no Pesach Sheni that year. No Pesach Sheni that year. Look at Rashi. Ain't Tashlum in the Pesach Chabal Betumah. Ve'in Azavid Osin Asashini Afilu Taru. So we'll say, this is incredible. What's Rav Huna's logic? We'll say, so Rav Huna's logic is very sound. What's the whole point of Pesach Sheni? What's my Pesach Sheni? It's a makeup date. For what? Primarily for what? Well, it's for two things. Either Tamei or Derekha But Rav Huna will say, if the first Pesach was offered up Betumah, there's no makeup date for Tumah, because the whole Pesach was brought by Tumah. Therefore, Allah Chalamaisa will say it's incredible. Rav Huna will say literally in a year where, where Pesach Rishon was brought by Tumah, because 51% of Klal Yisrael was Tamei, there is no makeup date. There is no Pesach Sheni. Rav Adabar Ava Amar, no. Yesh Tashum on the Pesach Abba Rav Adabar Ava says that's not true. There's Pesach Sheni even when Pesach Rishon was brought Betumah. So they have a hakamim. Forgive me, they're arguing about the following idea. Demand Amar Ain Tashum on the Pesach Abba The opinion who holds that there is no Pesach Sheni when Pesach Rishon was brought Betumah, Kasavar. He'll hold ultimately again that Tumah is It is set aside. It's not dispensed with, but rather again, it is set aside. Look at Rashi. So we'll say if you hold Tumah that means, we'll say, we don't view this as suddenly again all the Tumah became Tahorin. Rather, the Tumah are Tumah. And therefore, we view it as if Pesach Rishon was offered up a Tumah. So if Pesach Rishon was offered up a Tumah, there is no Pesach Sheni for Tumayin. The Yimar Sumandar Meyeshashu on the Pesach, but the opinion of Adar Avo says, no, that even when Pesach Rishon was offered up a Tumah, there is still Pesach Sheni. So the Gemara says, Kasavar Tumah Hutshra B'tzibar. He will say that when 51% of the Klal is Tumah, but say, amazingly enough, how do we view them? We view them as Tahorim. Tumah hutra b'tzibor. Right? When the tzibor is tummy, it's almost as if the laws of Tumah do not exist. Therefore, under those circumstances, you view it as if the Karma Pesach was actually offered up a Tara. And if the Karma Pesach was offered up a Tara, then what? Then in fact, there is a Pesach Sheni for those who were tummy. Therefore, like the Zavin. Incredible. Omri lo. Dechuli ama Tumah dechuli b'tzibor. Natural. Everyone agrees Tumah dechuli b'tzibor. And therefore, also in 51% of the Klal is tummy. And they offer a Pesach Rishon. We view that as a carbon being offered up betumah. So what's the machlokis? Here, ubahapligi mar savar peyamid beis mar savar tahara midachya tumah lo midachya umar savar afilu tumah nay midachya. Let's say look at Rashi tahara midachya tumah l'sheni ki avdi tzibur betara. Let's say really what they're arguing about is mechanics. That ultimately, again, what triggers what triggers Pesach Sheni? One opinion will say it's only Tara that ultimately propels the Temeyan towards Pesach Sheni. So if there is no Tara, even by Pesach Rishon, then ultimately, again, no one is propelled towards Pesach Sheni. And ultimately, again, the other opinion will say, no, it's not true. It will say, what propels, what triggers Pesach Sheni? What triggers Pesach Sheni is an inability to offer Pesach Rishon. So in this case over here, although the carbon Pesach Rishon is being offered up at Tumah, Halach Lamaisa, it still triggers Pesach Sheni for the Zavin who could not offer it up 
ultimately again by Pesach Rishon. So we'll say a very, very dramatic, a very dramatic Gemara. So again, Machlokis, Rav Huna, and Rav Adabar Ava, that when you are offering up a carbon, a carbon, a Pesach Rishon bitumo, let's say again, 51%, the majority are Tzimei Meis, but you have a minority, you have a different type of tumo. Can that minority do Pesach Sheni or not? Rav Huna, no. There is no Pesach Sheni for a Pesach Rishon that is offered up a Tumah. Rav Adabar Ava saying, yes, there is. Good. So the Mar goes weiter. Another case. Itmar, Hayushli Shasan, Zavin, Ushli Shasan, Tahorin, Ushli Shasan, Tmei Mason. I'll say, now watch this. Now I'll say, yeah, Klali so divided up into thirds. Divided up into thirds. One third are Zavin. One third are Tahorin and one third are Tmei Mason. What do we do? Amar Amani Bar Patish Osen Tmei Mason Einon Osen Loas Harishon Loas Hasheni. So we'll say the Tmei Mason they're stuck. They can't do Pesach Harishon or Pesach Sheni. Berishon La Avdi Higdilu Zavnatorin the La Avdi Betuma. How will the Tmei Mason Miuta Umiuta La Avdi Rishon? This is incredible. Why? Because watch this for Pesach Harishon. I will say we view the Tahorin. And the Zavim as one group, right? As one group. This is incredible. Why? Because you know, I will say, the Zavim don't really count towards the tally of Tumayim. Why? Because Tumas Zav does not help regarding Tuma Duchuya Betzibor. So therefore, interestingly enough, when looking at the different segments, so the Tahorin and Zavin have more in common than the Tameyin and the Tameyin, and then the Zavin and the Tameyin Asim. So therefore, again, Higdilu Zavin Atorim, the Zavin combined with the Tahorin, the Abdi Betumah, because neither of them have the ability to offer it up Betumah. Havili Tameyin Asim Mi'uta, therefore the Tameyin Asim are a minority. A minority cannot offer up a Pesach Betumah for Pesach Rishon. But also the Tmei Mesim can't offer it up on Pesach Sheni either. Why not? Nitzrifu Zavin and Tmei Mesim, the law of Dibarishon. Because you both say now, what will end up happening is as follows. That Allah Chalamaisa, the Zavin will combine with Tmei Mesim on Pesach Sheni. And it will turn out that what? Because none of them offered up on Pesach Rishon. Havilei Ruba. And now they become a majority. Veruba lo mitchu le Pesach Sheni. And the majority of us, I can never offer up Pesach Sheni. So we'll say, it's a pretty dramatic halacha. So we'll say, so what we end off with, again, we're not going to have time to do the halacha lamaisa today, but just hold on to these two points, which hopefully we'll get to in the next few days. Point number one, I'll say, is about this last case, about what happens when Pesach Rishon is offered up bitumah. Is there still a Pesach Sheni or not? Machlok is Rav Huna and Rav Adabar Abba. We'll see what the Ramam has to say about that. Second, Rav said the other Machlokis you still have to, we still have to clarify is the Mechza al Mechza Machlokis. What happens when it's a 50 50 split in Klal Yisrael? Rav saying just offer up two carbonos, one carbon matara, one carbon matuma. Rav Kahana, two alternate versions of Rav Kahana, who we pass in like. So we'll say those are the two outstanding pieces of Halachal Amaisa, which Amir Tashem we will get to in the next day. So Mishnah, 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 Pesach, Shinizak, Damova, Achakak, Noda, Shutame. What's this, this interesting case? You did, right, you have Karm Pesach. Regular year, regular Karm Pesach. You did Zrika, right? The coin did the Zrika Saddam, and then what happens? The Achakach no deshu tame. And then I will say finds out afterwards that in fact the carbon, the carbon itself was tame. Either Rashi points out either the carbon or the dam. Some some part of the carbon was tame, right? Again, either either the carbon itself or the dam 
What's the halacha? Not a problem. Hatzitz miratza. The tzitz saves the day. And ultimately, you must remember, the tzitz is able to go ahead and mimitaher sacrificial parts that were, that were tame. Good. Nitma haguf. We'll see what happens if it turns out that it's not the carbon. The carbon was fine. I was tame. I was tame, right? I, the owner, I was tame. So we'll say, so what's the halacha in this situation? In a tzitz miratza. The tzitz cannot help in that case. Because we'll say again, so what you see over here is we knew this already. The tzitz is able to be merata. The tzitz is able to, to create effectiveness for sacrificial parts inadvertently offered up a tumor. The tzitz cannot help me. Right? If I am tummy, if it turns out that I, the owner of the carbon base, I was tummy, that the tzitz cannot help with and the carbon will be ineffective. Because they said, both for the sacrificial part, the, the, the offering, the kabbalah of the nazir, our carbon pesach, the tzitz could go ahead and help if the dam, if the blood, or, the, or for that matter, any of the sacrificial parts were tummy. So we'll say again, if any parts of the carbon, the dam, or, the, or any sacrificial parts were, were tummy, I didn't know about it, were inadvertently tummy, but they were offered up, the tzitz affects atonement. The but the tzitz cannot affect or cannot create effectiveness if the owner was tamei. Nitma tumas What happens if the individual became tamei with tumas hatahom? So the tzitz is able to affect the tamei. Now both say there's two different versions as to what exactly this tumas hatahom is. So according to Rashi. Tumas Tahom means Tumas Suffolk. Tumas Suffolk. There's two versions in Rashi. The first version, the first version, Tumas Tahom, I will say, means like Tuma in a situation where we would have never expected to find Tuma. Again, we'll clarify this in a bit. Uh, but Rashi goes with the approach that Tumas Tahom is really Tumas Suffolk. Any case where there was a potential exposure to Tuma, but it's a Suffolk case. We'll see. Rosa, let's go. Says the Gimara. Time of the Nizrak. So let's analyze the first case, right? The first case is, I'm offering up my Karba Pesach, the Kohen did the Zrika, and then somehow they found out that, let's say, the blood was Tameh. The blood was Tameh. So what's Talacha, the Mishnah says, the Karba Pesach is effective, it's kosher, because the Tzitz is Meratzah. Time of the Nizrak, Noda. The reason why this works, so we'll say, is because Zrika was done first, and then only afterwards, only afterwards, did I find out that the blood was tummy. So ex post facto, the tzitz is meratza. Aval noda, the achakach nizrak. Rebbe say, for example, if I knew the blood was tummy, but the coin still went ahead with the zirika, then lo meratza, then Rebbe say, it sounds like from the Mishnah, it doesn't work. In other words, the tzitz can only be meratza ex post facto. But if I knew ahead of time that the dam was tummy, the tzitz would not work. The Gemara says, is that true? Or minore is a kasha, amat tzitz meratza, Al Hadam Al Al Right, so we'll say it makes it sound like over here. What does it mean Shogeg and Mazid? It makes it sound like whether I knew the blood was tame, I didn't know the blood was tame, the tzitz is Muratza, which makes it sound like over here, the tzitz could create effectiveness for the dam, even if I intentionally even if I knew that the blood was tame from the outset, to which the universe no 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 no. Tomaso ben b'shogeg ben b'meizin hurtza. I will say what it means is like this: If the dam became tummy 
whether it became tummy accidentally or intentionally, so ultimately, again, the blood service could be rendered effective through the tzitz. Zrikaso, b'shogeg hortza, b'mezid lo hortza. But I will say, when it comes to the actual zrika, in other words, I will say, if the blood became tummy intentionally, then enachinami, if the zrika was done unintentionally, the tzitz is meratza. But if the zrika was done intentionally, with blood, which was tameh, that does not work. That sits is not meratze. So I will say that, that, that's the opinion of Ravino. Rav Shila Amar, no, Zrika so, Ben B'Shogeg, Ben B'Mezid Not true. The Zrika, whether you did the Zrika intentionally or unintentionally, as well say, even if you knew that the dam was tameh, and you did the Zrika anyway, that sits is meratze. Tzum Asa B'Shogeg Hurtza, B'Mezid Lo Hurtza. I will say, but it only works for blood that became accidentally tame. But if the sacrificial blood or sacrificial meat was made intentionally tame, then Allah Chalamai say again that sits is not meratza that. Allah, had diktani bein b'shogeg bein b'mezid. I so what does it mean when it says bein b'shogeg bein b'mezid? The Yomar says, Ha'achin ka'amar nitma b'shogeg. If the blood, this is according to Rav Shila. If it became tame b'shogeg, v'zarku bein b'shogeg bein b'mezid, hurtza. And again, then, and you went ahead and, you went ahead and you sprinkled it, or you did this week of Ebi Shogeg, and it works. I v'hod diktani damshen izrak v'achar kach noda. But it said, again, if you sprinkled the blood, and then only afterwards found out that it was tame, this is the statement of the Mishnah, the only reason it works is because you did this week first, and only then you found out, Jose, it sounds like from the Mishnah that if you knew that the dam was Tomei, but you did Zrika anyway, that would not work. To which the Gemara says, no. The truth is, even if you knew the dam was Tomei and you did Zrika anyway, it would still work. So why does the Mishnah say that it was sprinkled and then you found out because it also needs to contrast it with the latter case, which is if the owner was tummy, that sits does not affect atonement. Because we'll say in that case, even if the Zrika was done, and only afterwards the owner found out that he was Tame, the Tzitz is not Meratza. Therefore, Therefore, for textual symmetry, the Reisha uses the same Lashen. So I will say, what we end off with over here is again another dramatic Machlokes between, between Ravina and Rav Shila. That under what circumstances can the Tzitz be Meratza? According to Ravina, the only way it works, whether the blood became Tameh, the Mezir or B'Shogig, doesn't matter. What does matter according to Ravina? The Zrika must be done B'Shogig. If the Zrika was done B'Mezid, the Tzitz is not Meratza. Rav Shila says no, just the opposite. Whether or not the Zrika was done B'Shogig or B'Mezid doesn't matter, the Tzitz is Meratza. What matters is how did the blood become Tameh. If the blood became Tameh B'Mezid, the Tzitz is not Meratza. But if it became Tamei B'Shogeg, even if the Zrika was done B'Mezid, then the Tzit is Meratza. I will say again, we're going to add that to our list of Machloksim for which we still need resolution. Shkoyach.